And welcome everybody to another episode. Uh, we are doing better as far as being on time. <laughs> this is actually Friday when you're hearing this and not like Saturday. Um, so we're working on the schedule here. Um, <laughs> my apologies to all of you who, you know, expected to hear me on Friday the last few weeks and did not hear me until Saturday. So we're going we're gonna to do better going forward <laughs> and this is the beginning anyway um got some stuff to kick around this week got some dating talk or i'm actually i'm gonna comment on a a video <laughs> about that um some more stuff with the nfts the you know well nfts if you know, as far as i'm concerned are another version of crypto funny money kind of stuff uh, I got some words for Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas. Got some things to say about the Ukraine stuff. Black History Month. And so we get real serious towards the end. But towards the beginning, we have a little more fun. So we're going we're gonna to get into the fun stuff first. And let's get this party started. All right, it's about a month ago. I, I got into watching Kirby Her Enthusiasm. And I'd never really watched it before. I think maybe it seemed like an episode or two a few a couple years ago. But, you know, never really got into it. But since I have HBO Max, they got the whole series there. So I started watching about a month ago. <laughs> and, man. Okay, look, it, it, it might be the funniest show I've ever watched. Okay. I mean... Yeah, it, it's, I mean, I, I laugh out loud almost every episode. I laugh every episode, and I laugh out loud almost every episode. Because, yeah, look, Larry David has got to be, like, the most, you know, ain't worth a damn <laughs> character. You know, and it, it's, it's just funny. Because, um, look, he, basically, he steps into it every way imaginable just you know as far as being tone deaf or ignorant or whatever and you know when he's ignorant he just walks right into it and you know it's just it's just, just hilarious if you haven't seen Curb Your, if you haven't you've never watched Curb Your Enthusiasm I recommend it go check it out watch the whole th watch all of it it is great and you know i Wish I hadn't waited so long to start, but hey, since it's available, I'll be able to. I'm into like season five now, and there were like 11 seasons so far. So, you know, gonna be doing more catching up. But yeah, man, if you haven't, if you never watched it, then then I recommend it. And it's it's a totally different vibe from Seinfeld because look, Larry David, of course, one of the creators of Seinfeld. Um, but it's a totally different vibe. So even if you weren't in the Seinfeld, and for me, like, I watched some episodes of Seinfeld. The stuff I watched, I, I thought was really good. But I never really just got all the way into it. But I'll tell you, even if you know, even if you're not, or we're, we're not, you know, big on Seinfeld, I would say still try Curb Your Enthusiasm. It, it is, it is just hilarious, and it is just some great television. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's hard, to, but, well, one episode I just watched this week, um, Larry got a dog, and he thought the dog was racist, <laughs> because, like, when, in the first half of the episode, the dog was, like, getting really, you know, angrily barking at every black person that they came across, so he thought the dog was racist, and then he was afraid Every time a black person he knew came up to him when he had, when he was out with the dog. And then it turns out at the end of the episode, um, the dog started barking at like Rosie O'Donnell. And <laughs> right that was how it ended. And it was just then he was just confused, right? And it was, yeah, it was just hilarious. But uh, yeah, go check out Kirby Enthusiasm. It's, it's great. And the next thing we're going to get to is something that could be on, a, could be on an episode of Kirby Enthusiasm. All right, it's um, this this 
thing I saw on Twitter, a TikTok video. And, um, yeah, it's, it's the dating talk thing I mentioned in the intro, so here we go. Alright, I promised you dating talk. And here we go. <laughs> and that sound you might be hearing is the washing machine. But anyway, I'm in, uh, so there's this video <laughs> that I saw somebody post on Twitter as a TikTok video, and this woman is talking about her dating experience, particularly one where she played stupid games and won some stupid prizes. So I'm going to play this for you, and then we will get into some commentary from me on the whole thing. All right, here it goes. really do not play one strike and you're out of here yo i was talking to this boy one time first time he linked he said communication is key he doesn't have time for bullshit all right he told me from the jump i cannot read your mind if you're mad say it okay one day he pissed me off dropped me home texted me all like are you okay the energy seems really off i didn't respond then he texted me again didn't respond <laughs> He called me like three times. I'm looking at the phone. I'm not answering. The next day, he called me two times in the morning. I didn't answer. Same speed. He texted me. So you came into my life to do weird shit? LOL. I don't even play. I told you that. Stay blessed. I said, oh, shit. I've been blocked on everything ever since I tried calling from a text-free number. He said, there's nothing for us to talk about. I said, oh, shit. All right. So, um, yeah, that was a TikTok video. And the woman in the video was playing games with her, I don't know if it was boyfriend or almost boyfriend or whatever, right? So apparently he said something or did something to piss her off. Uh, he knew he had pissed her off, so he was trying to check in, you know, call back day after or whatever to see kind of where she was and I'm presu presuming to you know apologize or make amends or whatever and she decided it was time to play the game <laughs> uh, you wrestling fans know where I got that from alright but anyway <coughs> yeah I'm um, yeah she decided it was time to play some games, so she ignored him. Oh, well, she didn't actually ignore him, but she just didn't answer his call. And he called again and did not answer. And I think he tried her a couple more times, and she did not answer, and he figured out that either she's, you know, trying to send him a message or she's playing games. And he basically told her, yeah, we're done, because I'm not here for that garbage. And so she tried getting hold of him through some other... See, he blocked her on all platforms. <laughs> and she, so she tried using, like, a burner thing or something to get to him. To him. And, um, man, ladies, let me tell you. Just let me tell you. Look, there are a lot of dishonest, lousy dudes out there. Yes. And there are some dudes who may not be lousy or dishonest, but do like the play games like that but I would advise you not to do that because there are a whole lot of guys out there who are not here for that garbage and you should not take the chance <laughs> that you're dealing with a no-nonsense guy if you're going to do some nonsense oh well you know no, let, me, let me scratch that Okay, you shouldn't do nonsense, period, okay? You shouldn't. Nonsense is, is for stupid people, all right? So all of that, I'm not going to answer his calls for a few days to let him twist in the wind and feel bad. Okay, well, she found out what happened when you do that nonsense. She got dumped. And he blocked her on all platforms. Which is exactly what he should have done. Because what you don't want to do when you decide that you're not that somebody is about some nonsense and you ain't trying to deal with the nonsense, what you need to do is you need to get away from them. And so blocking her on all platforms 
did just that. It gets him away from her, and that way, you know, if, if you know, she, he, you know, if she, ain't no temptation to give her another chance. Because quite frankly, you shouldn't. Okay? If you're not about that, and he told her he was not about all that, by the way. And she should have listened. Okay? Man tells you he's not about the nonsense, then, then take him at his word. Alright? Because look, if, if, he, if he's lying to you, if he is about the nonsense, you'll find out soon enough. But if he tells you he's about nonsense, take him at his word. And don't give him no nonsense. Like this woman did. Alright? So he did the right thing. He made the clean break and it blocked her. Which is exactly what you just do. Block him. Why? Because you're human. That's why. And you can say you're not going to mess with the girl no more. But then you get one of them texts or whatever. And next thing you know, it's like, okay, well, you know, alright. Look, yeah, it's okay to give people a second chance sometimes. But then there are other times with second chances for suckers. Alright. Yeah, that's that, that, real. Alright, look, Jesus gives second chances. You don't have to. Alright. I mean, I'm being honest here. Right, he like, did the right thing. Don't leave the door open here. Because next thing you know, you'll be in the same boat again. So do I sound like the divorced guy talking here? Well, well yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nah, but seriously, don't play games. Don't. This is really stupid. Playing game, play stupid games, win stupid prizes, and she won a really stupid prize. Now, if you're gonna ask, well, what if he's missing out? Why are you just gonna do her like that? Because that's the chance you take. And look, it's just like, hey, when I've talked before about, you know, a man prints up on you, or a man approaches you and you tell him no, right? Um, if you tell him no, and he says, all right, cool, and proceeds to walk in the other direction and get on with his life and never talk to you again, you got to be willing, you got to, you got to accept that. Because you said you didn't want him. In this case, he told the woman he wasn't about no games. And she decided to play some games and put him through the ringer. And he said he wasn't having it. So he moved on. And you gotta, look, we gotta, we as men gotta respect y'all's right to say no to us. And y'all gotta respect our willingness to walk away. Or to walk on. Or to keep it moving. Or whatever you wanna put it. Two way street. Okay? I mean, Look, if you don't, I mean, if you don't want the man to walk, to keep walking, then don't tell him no and don't give him the runaround. All right? It's that simple. It really is that simple. And now the best thing for me to do right now is to move on to something else. All right, so a couple of weeks ago, I talked about with cryptocurrency. And so if y'all are into that stuff, you know, that of course... Your cryptocurrency is, is there's another thing along those lines with the NFTs, the non, I don't know, non something something I don't know, but it, it, it sounds like some nonsense, just like crypto. And that turns out, I saw a story somewhere that like a whole lot of the the NFTs are like stuff that's been you know plagiarized or you know whatever. So basically means it's worthless and you know the nft things that get hacked also and I, it, look man y'all got to stop with this with this you know funny money and funny things all right i mean look i know we have a finite amount of physical material in the world to make certain things and all of that um but Again, as far as money, give me the cash. Alright. Or at least some type of bank account, you know, that's insured. Because um, you know, your crypto's not insured and NFTs, I don't man, it's, it's all crazy stuff, man. Look, y'all y'all got it. 
okay? I don't. Y'all can fool around with that if y'all want to. But I ain't doing it. Look, you got to pay money for the crypto. And you got to pay money for the NFTs. And if that stuff gets hacked or whatever, then, I mean, you, you done lost your money, and you done lost your crypto and the NFTs. And look, I know I sound like somebody, you know, an old man saying, get off my lawn or whatever, but in this case, that's exactly what I am. Okay, because y'all can fool around with that stuff if y'all want to. I, I need something is assured by the United States government. Okay, where if somebody steals it, they might come for your ass. You know? Seriously, I'm not I'm not here for this stuff. I'm not here for crypto. I'm not here for NFTs. Right? I mean as far as I'm concerned, it's all vaporware. Okay. And that's all there is to it. Anyhow, that's enough of that. You know. Again, like I said, y'all got it. I don't. <laughs> Good luck. All right, before I go any further, this is important. Um, all right, so apparently Texas, Greg Abbott, the governor, is also a major piece of shit, has officially directed Family and Protective Services to begin investigating trans children in Texas and prosecuting their parents as child abusers. And he's also instructed all teachers, doctors, and caregivers to begin reporting any trans students they see. So, so let me get this straight. All right, he wants to investigate parents of trans children and prosecute them as child abusers. For what? What, for being tolerant of your children? Really? Um, and then he wants teachers, doctors, and caregivers to basically to, to snitch. <sighs> um, this is disgusting. No other way to put it. Just, it's flat out disgusting. And it's ridiculous. And it's apparently based on this notion that, you know, trans children just are not a thing. That it must be your parents pushing you to, to be that way. Or that, you know, or your parents are not correcting you if you become influenced. And, you know, or something or other. And then he wants teachers, doctors to rat on trans children to rat them out so that he can prosecute their parents because basically they can't make trans children disappear which is what they want to do so they're going to put the squeeze on their parents the hope that you know mom and dad will quote unquote fix you if you are you know a trans boy or girl um, I said a few months ago that, you know, I thought I was talking about trans men and women and bathrooms and all of that, and I said that, you know, if you haven't, it's much more likely that a trans man or woman is afraid of you. Okay, and, that, and that's a group very well why you may have never met any. Okay, um... And now they're going after parents because they really believe that being trans is it's just like a social disorder or something of some kind. And it's, that's just flat out disgusting. And they know that. Look, transgender is like the thing that people don't, that some people don't understand now, right? I mean, before that it was, you know, being gay or lesbian. Right, that was the thing that people didn't understand, so they were afraid of it, and they, you know, fear turns into anger, you know, all that stuff that Yoda said. All right, and that's not to say that there still aren't people who who act that way, okay, towards gay and lesbian people. There are, but you know, the kind of the the 
the mantle of hate, I guess you could say, got passed on the trans people because there are, you know, once once there are laws put in place, you know, that against discrimination against gay and lesbian people, it was a lot more difficult to just be out here, you know, being hateful towards them in public and whatnot, and through institutions and whatnot, right? But you know, the laws those laws are not in place for trans people, at least not everywhere. So the people who like to hate, they you know they've moved down to that side of the street. So here we are, and they found they just they can't just get rid of the children, so they're gonna go after their parents, and and they're gonna make and they're gonna try to force their parents to quote unquote fix their children, which you know basically what's gonna happen is well. The ones who are capable of pulling it off are just—they're going to lie, right? They're going to, you know, and they're going to pretend to not be until they're adults, which they should not have to do. Which is just disgusting. It's disgusting to have to force them into that because you know you can't stand to see something that doesn't make sense to you, right? And look, we should be humane and loving towards everybody. We are all God's children. Alright. And just because you don't understand somebody doesn't mean you should be hateful towards them. Doesn't mean you try to make them disappear. Doesn't mean you should try to quote unquote fix them. Alright. It just means that you know what you need to do? You either get some understanding or you, you know what, you need to learn how to say, you know what, I don't understand what's going on there with that person, but you know what, I'm going to leave him the hell alone. I mean, it would be better for you to learn, you know, and, uh, and to get some education and to understand. That would be best. But if you don't want to do all of that, then just leave them the hell alone. It's really not that hard. Alright? I mean... And, you know, if you find that for some reason you just can't go into a space with trans people, then that says something about you. Okay? And again, you probably haven't been. Those are more than likely either you have not been in the same space with a trans man or woman, or you were and you didn't know. Because why on earth would they tell you? Okay, I mean, if they have, if they know you a little bit, if they have any inkling that you might be transphobic, they're not going to tell you about you know they're not gonna they're not gonna tell you that they're trans okay why would they do that so hopefully this thing will get struck down in court and and hopefully you know Abbott I don't know if he's term limited or what but hope if, if he's not hopefully he'll lose the next election and you know the rest of us need to speak up about this and speak out about this remember remember, I said this before I've said this a million times but the people who are not in the group that's getting crapped on have to speak up for the people in the group alright there's no moving forward without that okay so I've always mentioned you know white people speaking up for non-white people heterosexual people Speaking up for gays and lesbians, bisexual, you know, um, binary folks speaking up for non-binary folks, and you know, and now, you know, speaking up for trans boys and girls, men and women, is, is needs to be done also. And we got to, because can't leave it, can't can't just concede the playing field. To the people who are hateful and bigots and are pieces of crap like Greg Abbott. And if you're listening to this, you're like, well, I don't, I don't understand what all that stuff is about. 
Okay, um, again. It'd be better if you, if you figured it out. It'd be better if you learned about it. But if you don't, just ask yourself, why would I want to be hateful towards anybody? Okay. Ask yourself, why would I want to put somebody's parents in jail? Because their children are, you know, got something going on that I don't understand. All right. Why would I want a pediatrician to, have to rat out their patient? Ask yourself why. And if you end up telling yourself that, well, because it needs to be done, then, then, you know, guess what? You're a bigot. Period. End the story. And if you're a bigot, well, as far as I'm concerned, you can go to hell. How about that? And, you know, no other way to put it. Go to hell. And um, no, no, there's no real good way to segue out of that, so we'll just move on. All right. Um, well, I guess while we're on the other uh, doom and gloom, or not doom and gloom, but while we're on the more negative side of things, um, this Ukraine stuff. Um, yikes. And um, wow. Look, Putin is not is not a joke, and unfortunately, it seems like a lot of people on Twitter, in the Twitter sphere, you know, at least you know in my Twitter timeline or what have you, you know, there are definitely more kind of left leaning kind of people, and you know, they are skeptical of all things being touted by the so-called establishment. Therefore, when Putin, you know, starts to act up, people tend to be skeptical, which is not good because, like, Putin is, is real, right? And I've said before here how over the last, you know, 40 years, 45 years, we have definitely, we have exaggerated threats. We had, we've made shit up out of whole cloth almost as justification for intervening here and going in there. Um, so there's plenty of reason to be skeptical when politicians start talking about, you know, we gotta do, we gotta go in such and such place to do this and that. Um, and you know what? The ultimate kind of rotten fruit from all of that is that you know when now when something like you know Putin is happening and Putin trying to you know basically go invade Ukraine and take it all back from Mother Russia, you know it's people don't take it seriously. Um, and then on another thing that's happened in the past ten years is the Republican Party has completely abandoned their old kind of Cold War or Cold Warrior kind of stances that they used to take. Listen, I'm old enough to remember that if you so much as said, hey man, do we need all them nukes? The Republicans would be the first one to call you. They'd call you unpatriotic. They'd call you wimp. They'd call you soft on national security. And they'd, you know, insinuate that you wanted to just hand the country over to the Russians. Right, or that you were a communist or something, right? And now, now in 2022, it's all, eh, Putin's not that bad. Eh, why are you talking so much about Putin? Eh, you know, well, Trump was was better at dealing with Putin because you know Trump was so out of control that it scared Putin from acting, which has got to be the biggest load of shit I've ever heard. Okay, I mean, Trump pretty much gave the store away to Putin while he was in office. I had Putin in the Oval Office. You know, Putin, who was, who was Mr. KGB, by the way. So who knows what type of bugs and devices he put up in the Oval Office or whatever while he was in there. Good grief. Right? And I mean, 
but you know, the, you know, the Republicans now, a lot of the prominent Republicans are, if they're not totally siding with Putin, they're, they're like openly going easy on him, which is crazy. Okay, these are the men who worshiped Ronald Reagan, who was about as, you know, stern a Cold War type of dude as you could find. And to see these guys basically, you know, going to not taking a hard stance against Putin? I mean, come on. I mean, this is crazy. And look, if, if you're too young to remember to know about this stuff, like during the 80s, all right, in particular, like the Russians were, they were like the bad guy number one. All right. It was, to the, it, it was so simple, so easy, that if you needed villains for a movie, you just cast, you just made them Russian, okay? Uh, if you need villains, you know, for your, your, your wrestling TV show, you found some dude, you, you found some guys and started, you know, gave them some red jackets with a hammer and sickle on them, and, and they, they made them Russian, right? I mean, you know, I mean, Ivan and Nikita Goloff, right? Uh, we're, you know, we're big time wrestling villains in the 80s, in the mid to late 80s, or mid 80s. And Nikita Koloff was from like Minnesota, right? And he came out there, had this, you know, the fake Russian accent. And when you listen to it now, it's it's like comical. Just listen, you know, to, I mean, it's funny. Right? Like, you make you laugh, right? But that's all you had to do was to say, hey, we're the Russians, and you would get booed out of the building. Right? I mean, you know, Rocky Four, right? You know, Ivan Drago, right? Because, you know, at that point, what do you do after, you know, he beat Apollo Creed, then, you know, he beat Clubber Lang, so, you, like, you needed, well, what do we do next? Oh, <laughs> just gonna rush it, yeah. Right? I mean, it was, it was that simple. That's how bad... The Russians were back then, all right. And to see folks who were like, again, the hardest line against Russians, we didn't want to talk about no type of peace treaties or arms reduction or nothing back then. And to see them all but cozying up with Vladimir Putin, Mr. KGB. It's just like, what in the hell is going on? Right, and look, and look at, and I'm, one of the reasons I'm speaking on this is because, look, you need people like me who were around back then to remember. All right, I mean, now, you know, when I was in school in the 80s, we weren't doing, they weren't having us do, like, the nuclear, you know, dr fallout drills anymore, right, where you you know, you, you <laughs> sit under your desk in like the fetal position, right? As if that was supposed to protect you from a nuclear blast, right? Um, they'd stop doing that. Because I guess some, at some point, you know, somebody finally just said, hey guys, this is stupid. But we were still very much in fear of nuclear annihilation from the Russians, all right? And it's been so many years since that was like a thing, a real threat. That I think a whole lot of some of y'all just don't remember, or you weren't around for it, or whatever. And so it kind of it might seem a little weird, you know, people talking about the Russians, but it is real. And again this is one of those things this is again rotten fruit of all of this deception in our foreign policy you know and lies and all that stuff right and it's just you know as a result of that it's easy to not take people seriously and it's easy for it's made it easier for the republicans to not you know to just basically be putin boys which is crazy, and they got to be called out on it, and they need they need to be called traitors. Okay, that's what they would have been called back in you know back in the 80s. They would have been called traitors, 
And I believe that's what they are right now. They are traitors. There's no other way to look at it. There's no other way to slice it. They're not, they do not have a difference of opinion. They are traitors. And the reason for... And, and it's simply... It's partisanship, right? It's because... You know, when, when Trump was giving away the store to Putin, they, they sided with Trump. And now that Biden is not giving the store away to Putin and this is actually trying to mitigate what he's trying to do here, they're just taking the other side. And, like, these folks, they don't care about the damn country at all. You know, all they, you know they'd rather be in charge of a sinking ship you know, and then... You know, loot the cargo hold and try to get out before it goes down. They would rather do that than to try and keep the ship afloat. I mean, and it's just, it it, it should piss you off. Okay, look, I don't care what, you know, whatever your stance is on tax rates or whatever. This type of thing should piss you off. Because, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep it real with you, y'all. You know, I, you know, I told y'all, you know, my dad's a military man. You know, he wore that uniform for over 30 years to, you know, uphold the Constitution. And, you know, to basically contribute to the national security of this country. And, you know, look, I'm not... 100% Mr. Jingoism, Mr. America, hell yeah, and all that, but, you know, I, I do have some affinity and some respect for this country. I grew up here, I live here, I'm a citizen here, which you probably are too, if you're listening to this. Um, and I do take some sense of ownership in that. Okay, this is my country, I'm not leaving. And if you're not leaving, then you need to take some ownership in some of this stuff too and cause look at the end of the day we do have real enemies and you know if they ever come here and attack us or attack some place we have over you know abroad or whatever they're not going to spare you because you tweeted you know fuck the government Right? They're not going to spare you because if you know, because you go around saying, well, I don't like you the party. Okay? They're not going to give you a pass. They're not. So at the end of the day, your citizen here takes some ownership in it. Because you're not going to get a break. <laughs> okay? You're not going to get a free ride from the real, actual bad guys that are out there. All right? You know, they didn't, they didn't do a survey on 9-11. You know, to make sure that, you know, people who weren't down with American force and policy got out of the World Trade Center. All right, they didn't do that. Not going to do it again. You know, they won't do it in the future. So you live here, you're a citizen of this country, take some ownership of that. Which means you should not want to see, one, you should not want to see our government do screwed up things around the world. But you should also, quite frankly, want this country to be protected properly. And that's part of that. And these, these assholes are compromising that. And again, whatever you think about tax rates or whatever, you know, you, you're concerned. You should have some real concern that, you know, the actual country is protected properly. And you need to think about that before somebody lands here. Okay. But anyhow, that's 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 your, you know, Cold War history lesson for this week. All right. Um, again, being a patriot doesn't mean that you know. Again, it doesn't mean you're America, all America, hell yeah, and you wave the flag and bald eagle and all that, right? And you know, America's right no matter what. It doesn't mean that. All right. Take some ownership in your country. You want your country to be better. You want your country to be run properly. You, you should want that because you live here. Same way, like, whether you, wherever you, you know, your house or apartment or wherever you live in, right? You want the lights to work, you want the refrigerator to work, you want the water to run, right? 
Same thing applies to the country as a whole. Right? You live in this country. And you should want it to be run properly. Because you live here. Anyhow, alright, time to move on. Alright, so since, you know, this is the end of Black History Month, and I haven't really talked a bunch about Black History Month, <coughs> you know, I mean, well, I think, yeah, I don't think I have talked about it at all this year. Or maybe, I don't know. If I said something, I, I didn't say enough to actually remember what I said. <laughs> but anyhow, um, you know, I was thinking about just, you know, the whole idea of Dr. King's message, right? Because that gets, you know, misinterpreted, lied about, you know, whatever you want to call it, you know, a bunch of different ways you can slice it. Um, And I think it's important to just talk about what his message actually was. You know, because, you know, you hear well, Dr. King, nonviolence. Um, yes, but his, his message was, nonviolence was not his message. Okay, his message was that America had not done right by black people. Okay, nonviolence was, you know, a description of the protests that he led. <clears throat> he led nonviolent protests. All right. Okay, his message was not, hey, everybody, don't be violent. No, but to be fair, he didn't go around saying the opposite either. He didn't, you know, go around saying, hey, let's go beat everybody up. But, um, his message just wasn't simply be nonviolent, okay? And, you know, we, we have turned him into basically civil rights Santa Claus. You know, where... You know, we highlight all the warm and fuzzy parts. And, you know, we leave out the rest. <clears throat> and, you know, the warm and fuzzy parts, of course, nonviolence. And, of course, you know, the part of the I Have a Dream speech where he says, you know, men being judged by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. Okay. Um, but even that, that was not his message. His message was that America, the United States of America, had not done right by black people. That was his message. Okay. All the other stuff that people try to bring up, it's, you know, it's, it's, it wasn't the message. Okay. His message was that America had not done right by black people. That's what he said consistently. <coughs> okay. So instead of chopping words out of speech... And throwing them up, you know, and acting like that's all he had to say. We need to keep repeating what his actual message was. His actual message was that America had not done right by black people. And, you know, he talked about the check that had been returned insufficient funds. That's what he was talking about. All right. And, you know, I go back to a sermon I you know, once attended, you know, given by Jesse Jackson once, and <clears throat> he was talking about just historical figures, people who stood up for progress or what have you, and how, you know, he used the word reviled, right, to describe how they were felt, how people felt about them. Okay, he said, you know, Moses reviled, Jesus reviled, you know, Dr. King was reviled. I know I've told the story before, but that's the reality. Okay, Dr. King was reviled. He did not become revered until he was dead. All right. 
until when he was dead, he couldn't get behind a podium and give, give any more speeches, right? I remember he went on, he went on to speak out against the Vietnam War. And that even alienated, you know, a lot of his civil rights compatriots because they thought that, quite frankly, talking about the Vietnam War, coming out against the Vietnam War, was at that time was a very unpopular position and it would undermine, you know, the civil rights movement. So at the end of his life, he was, you know, not popular in a lot of circles, even of black people. All right. And there, and look, look, all along the way, there were black people who thought he was doing too much. It was pushing too, you know, and, and there were, because there were, there were black people who, as bad as things were in this country, had found a way to carve out a, you know, an existence where they could kind of be relatively safe and relatively successful. And, you know, they didn't want him coming along rocking the boat too much. Um... So you had that. And um Yeah, but, you know, again, there were black people who thought he was going too far. Um, there were also black people who thought he was being too nice. <laughs> okay. Um, who thought that, you know. <sighs> that, you know. He was too close with, you know, the president. You know, Kennedy and then Johnson. All right. Um, Malcolm X called him Uncle Tom. And there were other black people who thought he was Uncle Tom. So he was getting it from both ends. And, you know, we need to say that we need to repeat that we need to make sure that that does not get lost period in the story the only way it doesn't get lost is if we, we gotta keep saying it all right look he got he was not a popular figure he got it from both ends okay on the issue of civil rights. And then he came out against the Vietnam War and alienated a bunch of other people. All right, and... Man, that's all there is to it. So remember that. Keep that in mind. Um, so as you know, we as we close out Black History Month, just remember that you know that those those people who were leading the civil rights movement, many of them, you know, some of them went on to become, you know, elected officials, you know, John Lewis, for example, um, you know, Mary Berry was one, right? Uh, You know, Andrew Young, Maynard Jackson, you know, I can Shirley Chisholm, right? Um, just remember that when they were doing the work, they were not popular. And they were constantly in danger from people who wanted to kill them, okay? And some of those people succeeded. 
killed Dr. King, killed Mary Gavers. All right. So just remember that, all right? You know, throw out the kumbaya stuff. Because remember, people still fighting for stuff today. And there are still people, there are people fighting to roll this stuff back today who want to get rid of, you know, anti-discrimination legislation and regulation. Because... Ah... <sighs> Just gotta remember. Just gotta remember. All right. Remember this: these people were not popular. Okay. No matter what, you know, no matter how they're portrayed today, they were not popular when they were doing the work. Okay. Cause that's how it goes. Okay. You're not popular when you're doing the work. You're popular when you, when when you're not doing the work anymore. Okay. You know John Lewis. You know American hero when he was older and he was a congressman and you know and all that kind of thing. John Lewis, the civil rights activist, got busted in the head by the police. All right, let's not forget that. Let's remember that. Okay. A lot of those people who are still with us who were in the civil rights movement, who were, you know, they were, you know, they were you know, grandmothers, grandfathers, maybe, you know, great-grandparents now, and they, you know, they all seem all tranquil and all that kind of stuff today. They're out there getting their head kicked in 50 years ago. 60 years ago. All right. Went down there, stared down the worst kind of people, the worst kind of threats. And they were not popular back then. Okay. People wanted them to go away and just stop because <laughs> they were worried, you know. They, you know, they didn't want things to get disrupted. All right? That's just what it is. That's how it was. That's how it actually was in real life, in real time. All right? When you, when you put yourself out there like that, people don't like you. All right? And, you know, look, I can go on forever about that. But that's just as we, you know, come to the end of Black History Month, it's important to remember that. Or to, to learn it if you don't remember. Okay. That these folks were not treated as heroes at the time. Okay, they were treated as rabble rousers, as you know, people who wanted to upset the order. And all of that. So just remember that. Okay. All the more reason to revere these people now because of what they stood up against. But it's also important to actually sit down and listen to what they actually said. Okay, to learn what they actually said. And not, you know, again, not not turn these folks into civil rights Santa Claus. But anyhow, alright, well that's enough of that. Alright, um, I've been going for a while on that topic. So Let's move aside. Let's uh, let's have a little fun here, I think, or let's try to at least, right, before we get up out of here. All right. Um. Well, look, it's, it's kind of hard to insert jokes right now. I wanted to kind of end on a more humorous, positive kind of note, but um, yeah. Uh, you got that at the beginning of the show. Um, things got real over the week. And like this Ukraine.
stuff. Um, don't know where it's going. Because, I mean, this is the first time in a pretty long time that a you know, major military power has invaded somebody. Okay, I mean, we're not, not talking about, you know, paying some people to shoot up something or whatever, or, you know, or that kind of thing, or proxy war or whatever. I mean, this is the Russian military just straight up going in there. All right. Um, you know, no, 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 no disguises. You know, again, no, no paying somebody else, no, no, you know, or whatever. This is the Russian military just going straight up into Ukraine. Um, biggest thing, well, don't know how it's going to get ultimately dealt with or pushed back or whatever, but you know, the, the Ukrainian forces are fighting back. Um, you know, I hope and pray that this gets stopped before it turns into all-out war that will have to involve us and other people. Um, my advice to you is, you know, watch out for misinformation, right? I mean, look, look you're going to be seeing, particularly like on Twitter and Facebook and all that, you're going to be hearing and seeing all types of crazy stories in both directions. I mean, the Russians are trying to, you know, fool people into thinking that they had been attacked first by the Ukrainians, which, you know, which, which is an age-old tactic in, you know, invading people, right? Is it you throw up some bullshit story, you know, to say that, you know, they, they shot at us first, right? Um, don't buy that. Don't believe that. And just be careful. Um... Or, you know, there are going to be people telling you that Putin isn't so bad, that he was justified in doing this, and, you know, a bunch of other things. Don't fall for that shit. Um, all right. And don't make the mistake. Don't, you know, don't, don't make the mistake of, you know, giving, giving bad people a pass because, you know, they say some words that, you know, run contrary to, or because they call out, you know, Western imperialism or something, right? I mean, I mean, Western imperialism is a thing, and I mean, yeah, it should be called out and it should be stopped whenever possible and all that good stuff. Um, but that doesn't mean you jump in bed with any with just anybody who calls it out because a lot of the people who call it out are not doing it for noble purposes. All right, I mean, yeah, I remember people, you know, talking up, you know, Gaddafi, right, because he spoke against Western, you know, decadence and imperialism and all that stuff. And then Gaddafi was a piece of shit, too. All right, you can read up on how he treated his people. He, he was a no-good piece of shit. All right, um... So let's, you know, let's not do that. Please do not, do not read it. Don't, don't, anybody talking about Putin right now or justifying what he did to somebody you should not listen to. Um, I mean, that's, look, best advice, best advice I can give you is to get good information. All right. There are people reporting on the ground from Ukraine, um, right? I mean, you know, if you, if you can catch something from one of them, good idea, right? If you, if you, if you want to get plugged in and you want to find out what's going on. Um, and look, this is one of the times where places like CNN are better when it comes to this kind of thing, um, you know, they suck when they're covering American politics and all of that. But when it comes to things like this, they're they're better. Um, so if you if you do want just you know basic 
what's going on. You know, it's one of the rare times where you can actually check in there for a few minutes. Um, outside of that, I can tell you, get good information, you know. And don't run with bad information. And, you know, if, if, you know, some kind of way to help emerges and you're able to engage in that, then by all means, you know, do it. I mean, maybe, I don't know. I mean, some people may need money to get out. Um, or some people here may need money to reach their loved ones over there or something or other, right? I mean, if some avenues come out to do that and you want to chip in, that's probably a good thing you can do. Um, just don't, you know, sit by your Twitter account in despair all day, right? Um... And look, you know, there's, there's no good way to end things this week. So I will just leave it there. Um, remember, go go read and listen to Dr. King's actual message and get good information on what's going on over there in Ukraine and all of that. Um, and so look, now more than ever, okay. I think it's apt to say, take care of yourselves and take care of each other out there. And God bless you guys. Talk to you next week.